Three, two, one, record. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Welcome, Padres, and welcome to episode 40 of Dads Talking Dads. This is a podcast about your favorite baseball team, the San Diego Padres. My name is Johnny, and I am joined by my fellow compadre, Joel. Joel, how's your weekend going? Oh, my weekend's going wonderful. Wonderfully. Gotta use the correct grammatical uh, term there. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) no, it's been good. We uh, went to the Poway Farmer's Market uh, today, and... Uh, got some delicious food. There's like it's growing down there. There's a whole lot more booths there than we've normally seen, and uh, yeah, Mariah got some plants, which I don't know. I'm whatever about plants, but she's really excited, so I'm happy for her. <laughs> but yeah, it's going going really well. How about you? It's good. You're excited. She's excited. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. That's right. Happy wife. Happy life. Oh yeah. No, for sure. That's yeah. We're um. We're doing as little as possible this weekend, so uh, it's just been. Last weekend was Danny's birthday, and so we were, you know, we were doing stuff for that. And then uh, this weekend, we're just we're all tired. It was one of those like even with the short four day week, like by Thursday we were both just like, oh my god, like I feel like I got enough sleep last night, but I'm so tired. Yeah. Um. So we're just like. We're gonna relax, and I don't know, maybe we'll get some pho or something like that. Or dude, that sounds so there's, good. Yeah, there's actually, there's this really good, um, we've been trying out, there's a couple um, African food restaurants, there's this Ethiopian place nearby that's like, it's pretty good, it's like different, you know, style yeah. of food, like different style of eating, but it's like super good, um, so we we might do that, but yeah, um, but yeah just chilling. Nice, those are the best yeah. weekends sometimes, I, I crave, I think I want those types of weekends more than I want to go out, but um, it's probably for the best that. <laughs> that Mariah and the boys go like, out. force me out a little bit. Yeah. I need to get out of the house more. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. It's 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 uh but after like working all week it's just you almost just want to be like, I'm just gonna lie in bed for like two days and then but then it just it, like zooms by. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's the conundrum. Like what do you do? Do you spend your whole time yeah. sleeping? And then you have to go <laughs> it's like what did I do? And now I have to go back to work. This is why Michael Keaton made duplicity. Was that Michael Keaton? I think that was Michael Keaton. I think you're right. Yeah. 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 Or you made it like a clone. 90s right? movie. The work yeah. And then it ended up making like you know six clones, and one of them was just like a little bit off. You know, just a little, little not totally there. Um, but uh... <laughs> solid reference. I'm gonna have to go watch. It. I don't think I've ever seen that movie, but I know of it clearly. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it's good. Um, so yeah, to, so lately, uh, it, we, I mean, we honestly haven't we we haven't recorded in a while, mostly just because we've been rather uninspired by the uh, on the field play about the Padres. Uh, so today if you we're will. yeah yeah exactly we're like Aerosmith we're jaded. Um, <laughs> But today we're going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, of the final parts of the season. But first, 
I'm bringing it back second time. The number of the week, at oh, Rachel's. So nice job. Yeah, I almost forgot about that. Uh, yeah, thank God I saved a template for the show notes, or else I would too. Um, so the number for this week is zero. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to guess what that uh, number represents? Um, games that you have watched in the past month. <laughs> I mean, practically, it was no, it was. Number of shits I've given about this team since Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, was put on the uh, injured list. Uh, and nothing against anyone personally. It's just, man, between that and the uh, the Fran Mill trade, it, it uh, really just took out the fun for the season. And then, you know, at that point, it felt like we were pretty much out, uh, or at least internally they had, you know, felt like they were out. So, right. Yeah, basically, it, it is also I think the number of games that I've watched. So also that's also true, and uh, yeah, I don't know. How, how about you? Have you been watching much at all? Uh, I was fortunate enough to catch Tatis. He actually had a pretty bad game that game, but I got to go to the Padres game for my birthday that you helped Mariah pick out seats for. Oh yeah, and little did I know, like I think it was the same week they they shut him down, uh, if not the following week. So. Uh, but yeah, since then I haven't been able to. I've you know tried to watch a highlight here and there, but there. I mean, there haven't even been too many of those. It's been real. It's honestly, it hasn't been terrible baseball. I mean, there's been some pretty bad baseball, but like it feels like it's just more mediocre, just kind of nothing baseball that you don't even care to watch. It's not bad enough to watch. It's not good enough to watch. Yeah. It's like what? What's even? I don't care what's happening here. It's so sad. Like I didn't realize how much of the spirit of this team appeared to be centralized in Tatis. Like Manny Machado is still on this team and <laughs> it's just like this overwhelming <laughs> sense of apathy that I can't like I can't really wrap my head around if you know, if you were to tell me I'd be in this position um, you know, a month ago, two months ago when everything looked like it was going great as we were approaching the all star break. Oh gosh, that's more like two and a half months ago, actually. Time's flying by. But um just and granted, they, we were talking about this in the pre-show. They were they were winning a lot of one-run games, so you, I mean, you could see with their uh, their run differential that probably wasn't the most sustainable clip in terms of wins. But still, I mean, it doesn't make it hurt any less. And then to shut down Tatis, well, to trade Franmil first and then shut down Tatis was a real one-two punch to the gut to just really suck the wind out of our sails uh, as fans. I think so. Yeah, on that wonderful note. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it's uh, it's true though. I mean, we 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 kind of talked about that might happen, and it, it really did. Um, I, I feel like I've basically been following the games via Padres Twitter, which hasn't been fun. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just a lot of. I don't even really need to watch the game. I can just I have an idea of how everyone's doing uh, based off of that. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, if uh, you know, at this point, we're just kind of, I feel like, waiting out the rest of the season until the winter. But um, but there has been play on the field, regardless of whether uh, whether we've been watching it. Now, I know, Joel, you had some uh, uh, I, I, gripes, maybe, is the, is the right word for, uh, for some of the players on this team, or maybe some of the play on the team. But what's, uh, what's been... What's been bugging you about this t this play recently? Um, I, I don't understand. Like, is there any hitting coaching going on for this team? Like, I just don't. There, there's maybe 
two, and we'll talk about in bright spots uh, the good part of the good, bad, and the ugly that you mentioned a minute ago. But um, outside of a couple of like relatively high performers on this club, it seems like everybody has either been straight garbage the entire year, or after that All Star break, as everything kind of went to uh, crap, uh, it, it just everybody has lost their uh, their approach at the plate uh, if they ever had it. So I mean, players like Renfro that looked like they were turning a corner. Um, all of a sudden, his batting average is sunken down to two twenty three, and he's striking out thirty percent of the time. Like, who, where, where is the coaching on this team? And 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 people have talked about Andy Green being on the hot seat. I think that is one of the the starkest and most um, uh, hard to ignore effects of coaching. Is is just like when you see everything again. They were overperforming, but then when you see after the All Star break, for whatever reason. It's just plummet in the in the rankings right down. They're buried in fourth. They may end up in last place. The Rockies are four games back right now for that distinct honor. Um, but I mean, it's just uh, there. There has to be something that that is not getting done on the coaching side that that, that can be partially responsible for this. I don't think a team um, regresses that comprehensively without there being some other outside factor playing a role. Um, it's it's just so strange this Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde kind of bipolar uh, situation that this team has been in for for twenty nineteen. I just uh, it, it boggles the mind. Um, we've got some amateur photography going on here, which is awesome. It makes me oh feel like we're, like we're a big boy podcast, but right? <laughs> my 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 daughter's gonna do like a photo photo documentary of the podcast with her <laughs> little cat camera. Nice. <laughs> uh but yeah i mean it's just been like i said so, so I, I mentioned like kind of a dr jekyll and mr hyde um bipolar sort of uh profile in terms of this team in terms of before the all-star break and then after um it's just like i i just can't i can't understand that just being a natural regression in, in my mind some of that has to be coaching and i think we have to point to andy green for that because i mean he's the He's the big guy. Uh, he's the he's the leader. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whether or not the, there needs to be a change in terms of the hitting coach, which we've done, it feels like fifteen different times <laughs> over the past couple of years, um, or whether it just needs to be Andy Green that needs to go. Maybe a clean sweep of the coaching staff. Like I I don't know, but that's my main gripe is as there needs to be some sort of consistency in terms of people improving. Like guys are just not improving and staying better. They're They'll have a spike and they'll get hot and then it just they just kind of come back down to, to earth and then that's the end of it and it's creating sort of the sense of hopelessness that we're so so used to here in San Diego. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, it, it's all too familiar and I think that's why I haven't been watching as well as I'm just like ah oh, remember the beginning of this season when we were like it's gonna be different this year and for a lot <laughs> of it it was but now it's pretty much the same. Uh, I, I yeah I, I don't know what in the world is you know post All Star break you know like you were saying I don't know are guys just trying to you know get their stats or um, certain guys maybe you know trying to trying to do that or or uh, I'm not quite sure I mean I know Renfro um, you know last last thirty days he struck out in half his at bats. With nice. a 162 average, 275 on base, 265 slugging, and a 540 OPS. Oof. Um, so, I mean, if you thought Ian Kinsler was bad, 
Uh, they look almost the same right now. I mean, yeah. Kinsler's, Kinsler's average is 217. Yeah. Renfro's at 223. His OPS on the season, Renfro's OPS on the season is better because he was so hot earlier. Um, at what 791 right now on the season for versus uh, sorry 646 for Ian Kinsler. So Kinsler's still overall worse, but I mean yeah. the fact that they've come so close, like that's quite a, a drop off. And it, and it, I, I just I almost wonder right because they came out so inspired and so hot right, and everybody was uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, there was this sort of rah rah attitude for the team, which was great. But yeah. one has to wonder with the 162 game season and it being like a long grind, if whether uh, maybe they kind of uh, maybe went all out a little too soon rather than focusing on the long haul. Um, and then that again, I think, points to coaching because when you start to see that sort of uh, come down from the high of, of being as competitive as they were in the first half of the season, that's up to the coach, uh, the manager, right, to, to be able to say, uh, you know, to be able to light a fire under these guys and get them to you know focus in on what they're supposed to be doing right i mean granted they're all professional athletes are getting paid to do this but um i don't know i just don't know if there's that fire there for andy green like we've seen it a couple of times when he's gone out and argued with with umpires which is cool but i mean i, I just i feel like it's a, a ship without a rudder right now there's just nobody holding these guys accountable yeah yeah i uh I don't know if it's because he is a guy who didn't do much in the majors, and so there's a little bit of that, you know. I know not every good major league manager has had, like, a sterling career, but um, I wonder if, to on a certain level of having a guy who was just kind of a journeyman who never made it, you know, telling you what you need to be doing on the field when you feel like you're talented enough to you know, be a cornerstone piece of a team if there's a little bit of that, like, what you know, who, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Um, so I don't know if there's any of that there, or maybe there is with certain guys. I, I mean, I'm sure it's like any workplace. There's certain guys who listen to the manager, and they're like, ah, fuck this guy. And there's certain people who are like, this guy speaks the gospel. Like, I'm sure it just it ranges just like any place. Sure, sure. Um, but, but, yeah, I agree. There has been kind of a distinct... A bit of a lack of fire. I don't know if he's just tired, you know, of... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he's tired from the season or, you know, tired uh, tired of managing the team or if he's just trying to be more even-keeled. I, I, I don't really know, but... Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think... Um, I'm not sure of the word, but, but, yeah. I guess uninspired is probably the closest thing, like you were saying, you know. Yeah. Um, luckily... There are some bright spots. There are some bright spots on this team. Um, so we've, you know, we, we, we mentioned it on the last episode, but it's basically been the let the kids play, uh, as Tony says, let, hashtag let the kids play. Um, that has been in full swing, uh, honestly, for the last couple months. Um, and there has been some, some positive results, I mean, on both the... Um, both the offense and the pitching. Uh, so two guys, I mean, two guys in particular, though, that, that I was kind of looking at here um, who have been, I don't, I don't want to say surprises, but I am pleased with, <clears throat> excuse me, with how they've been playing, um, especially the last month here is um, Francisco Mejia and Josh Naylor. Um, Naylor, of course, got more playing time after the Fran Mil Reyes trade. 
Um, and the Will Myers struggles have also helped that. And honestly, the Hunter Renfro struggles have helped that. Um, and then Francisco Mejia has basically been given the full-time catching duties for the last, I want to say, month or so. Um, and both have uh, risen to the occasion. Hang on, I'm going to get some water real quick. I feel a little, sound a little froggy. Okay, um, there we go. I don't know if that's too loud. There we go. Um, so yeah, uh, the two guys, yeah, both Mejia and Ha, and uh, I was gonna say Mejia and Hosmer because Hosmer's actually been doing well this uh, this Absolutely, last month. Yeah. But um, but but Mejia and Naylor have have both you know offensively been. Um, doing pretty well. Mejia has a 345 on base um, with 528 slugging the last month. Naylor 341 on base, uh, 463, 463 slugging. Excuse me. Um, but Naylor in particular, I, I'm really, you know, they they talked about his um, his hitting ability, just his contact ability. But it, it has been nice to see um, eight walks to 14 strikeouts, which is a pretty decent. I mean, at least in especially in today's baseball. Um, in today's Major League Baseball, that is a good ratio. Um, but 14 strikeouts in 80 at-bats, which is uh, much better than uh, the, what was that, 34 strikeouts in uh, 68 at-bats, I think, for uh, for Hunter Renfro. Um, so definitely doing a good job of finding a way to get on base and not, you know, um, not, uh, not just simply striking out. But uh, both of them have been doing well. And then as well in the um, in the bullpen, uh, we've had just I mean it's been kind of a, a a long list of guys coming up between um, you know Gerardo Reyes, Andres Munoz, um, Michelle Baez, um, uh, Morahone, um, quite a few other guys. I mean even you know we're going to get to the September call-ups in a minute, but um, but you know another another young bullpen arm. Um, brought up there but it's been you know kind of growing pains here and there but overall um, these guys have been able to come in and especially when typically reliable bullpen pieces like Craig Stammen seem to have hit some kind of um, wall or you know I don't know we'll see Uh, but they've been able to kind of bridge that gap to a certain extent and allow us to kind of see what they have and Overall, I mean, the results, you know, any any bullpen and especially young guys in a bullpen are going to be a little volatile. But I would say overall, the results have have been encouraging. Um, I mean, it's definitely giving us something to build on. And these guys don't you know, they, they aren't shying away from the opportunity here. So uh, yeah. there, there, there's definitely some some positive things going on with the team. It's like you said, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. We're not the Tigers. Um, you know, we're not the Marlins, we're not the, the Royals. So we're not, you know, it's not just completely awful. And maybe we'll see one good prospect next season. Like, thankfully, we do have that that wave coming in here. Um, and then one last guy that I know you you kind of wanted to talk a bit about. Um, but uh, but Luis Arias um, has been 
I would say decent offensively the last month um, because it's it's so weird. I feel like there's always a big gap between his his batting average and his on base at least since he's been since he's been in the majors. Um, but he's got a 219 batting average, but a 313 on base. Um, so I mean, definitely still doing a good job of of getting on base. Um, he's only got he's got uh, eight. Eight, uh, eight walks to 15 strikeouts, so kind of similar there to Naylor's 8 to 14. Um, so, I mean, overall, you know, uh, a little bit, I think, better than the numbers indicate there, at least some of the some of the baseline numbers. But um, I know you've had some concerns about him, Joel. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, you mentioned <clears throat> that he's been sort of turning it around a little bit over the past month, which is great. But, I mean, it, it gets buried under the just the deep, deep slump he's been fighting his way out of since... I mean, dating all the way back to last season, if we're not going to count his performance in uh, in AAA, which apparently he's completely figured out, despite the fact that he can't seem to hit Major League Pitching at all. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, even with the uh, the relative improvement uh, over the past month, his season batting average is still a uh, sterling 179. That's worse than Austin Hedges, everyone, uh, who's Oof. at a 191 batting average uh, on the season. Uh, still... Far fewer plate appearances, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so Austin Hedges is over 300 plate appearances. Urias has only had 167 on the year. But, I mean, uh, so you could still say a little bit of small sample size after 167 plate appearances, but you're halfway to a, a number of, of uh, at-bats where um, you can be pretty confident in what the numbers are for this season. So still a very rough year for uh, Urias. And I've been watching some videos of his swing, and um, they, it, I don't know. It just looks off i don't know how to s- describe it i don't i don't know enough about the mechanics of the swing to be able to particularly point out exactly what looks wrong about yeah. it but it just does not look like a natural fluid swing so like looking at him uh in the minors i believe it was from it might have been from 2017 or it may have been from last season but just it looked a lot more fluid a lot more flowing um which i mean i, I don't know if he's in his head or again if this goes back to coaching and maybe he's being given um instruction to to change things that are, are not working for him and they're trying to stick with that i'm not sure um it, that's a, again it's pure speculation but um talking about how they were looking for certain things uh, out of uh they were looking for certain things out of various uh in terms of what they wanted him to work through when they put him down mm-hmm. uh, back to AAA this year uh, when we were all wondering when they were going to free Arias, like it, it can't help but, and, and I'm always, I feel like I'm always one with the tinfoil hat on on, <laughs> on dads talking dads, but it kind of makes you wonder, like maybe they're trying to force him into uh, into a role that he's not able to perform in terms of uh, his approach at the plate. Um, I think maybe he just needs to go back to basics and 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 uh, get his head straight with just the swing that he he got here with. Um, and maybe not worry so much about, which is strange because right, I, I talked about uh, Eric Cosmer and how we wish we, he would get some launch angle on his swing. Um, nom, nom. But I mean, I I, <laughs> I think uh, I think Urias is better served with uh, with what's got him here. I think it, I, I don't want to say he's a head case, right? But it seems like he's too uh, sensitive mentally to make big sweeping changes to a swing, or it's going to affect him like we've seen here. Yeah, I, I just want him to do whatever Jose Altuve did. Do that. Like, I, I, I know those can't be the directions, but, like, yeah. I wish hey, those were. You know, just, like, great? whatever he was doing. Just give him a call and talk to him for a while. Hey, Luis, be Jose Altuve. Thanks. Guess where, uh... Huh? Guess where Antonio Brown just signed? 
Patriots. He's a Patriot. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad I just. Oh my god, I'm so glad I made that trade. Wait, where's? Oh, hang on. Okay, I need to. I need to rescind my veto against that. I vetoed that trade that oh. was accepted because I was like, "Fuck this noise!" What a roller coaster, man. Oh, I think it already got voted against. Oh no. Damn, it's already out of my thing. Let's see, league transactions vetoed. Yeah, six minutes ago. What? I think as soon as he went to the Patriots, they were like, everyone was like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> I was giving away DJ Moore and, uh, and Breda? Matt Breda. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I've been talking about it with my boss and. Uh... Was oh yesterday before I left I was like well I got him in my lineup because he's playing Monday night and <laughs> oh man hell <laughs> yeah dude that's gonna be awesome although fuck now I'm sad that my uh, my uh, Josh Gordon share I feel like is now a little lower yeah that would have been perfect if you would have been able to get AB though but yeah because oh. so my boss texted me this morning and he's like well he's released and I was like oh man and he's like want to trade and I was like no way he just punched his ticket to New England. <laughs> dude <laughs> and i turned yeah. out to be exactly right that's amazing that's great <laughs> ridiculous he's like that's where i wanted to go all along i wonder if belichick is just like he's like signed with oakland dude how then much do the raiders shit have to insane. Hate the now i mean everybody hates the patriots but the raiders have really i know like case. randy moss and now ab like what the fuck is this not to mention the tuck rule like Dude. Oh, yeah, that too. forgot <laughs> about that. Let's anyway, see. we're not a football party. That's probably all going to get into that anyway. But Let yeah. me go through. No, I'm going to go through my whole fantasy football team right now. You guys ready? <laughs> Russell Wilson. No. <laughs> Actually, I do have Russell Wilson on every team this season, so we'll nice. see how that goes. Nice. Um, yeah, my, my boss is getting pissy after our draft because uh, – it's a lot of beginners right it was just a 20 dollar league at my at my work oh yeah and so people were drafting like two three quarterbacks and so he was all upset because he couldn't (laughs) get a quarterback when he wanted to so he ended up with Jameis winston (laughs) i was like dude Jameis might do it but you know that's that's pretty hard that's uh that's a hard uh hard to have Jameis as your as your QB one two two quarterbacks went in the first round i mean mahomes is obviously amazing but aaron Rodgers went in the first round as well it was oh wacky oh which girl took him? <laughs> You're exactly right, man. <laughs> She's like, it was somebody who had never played fantasy before. And yeah, it was a, it was a woman. <laughs> well, he's like really cute. So I wanted him on my team. <laughs> Listen, ladies, you can you can say I'm being sexist, but I also hear that every day, every every draft. <laughs> <laughs> That's half of Jared Goff's ownership. Um, (laughs) I'm the other half, apparently. (laughs) Oh, man. I love Jared Goff. I think he's going to be good. People are, like, way too low on him because of the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think he just, the moment was too big for him. I think he'll be fine in regular season. Anyway. made the Super Bowl in, like, his second or third season. That's just wild. Anyways. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. I guess we should talk Padres. Where were we... We were just shitting all over Luis Arias. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I, I, I hope I all in a way these struggles might be good because then maybe he'll be more open to if he is resistant to coaching, you know, um, changes about his swing. Maybe he'll be less so with these struggles. So I'm not even sure if he's resistant to. It. I think he's trying, but I think maybe he's just too mentally. I don't want to say mentally weak, but like I said, like maybe mentally sensitive to those kinds of changes. Mm. Maybe some people just get the yips when they try to, you know, yeah, try to make those kind of mechanical head. tinkerings. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, it looks weird. His swing looks weird right now. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of noise going on there. Yeah. Um. So, I I don't know what this would be of the good, the bad, and the ugly. I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna say that this is the um, the ugly. Nothing against these people personally, but um, our discussion topic three is the September call ups. Just because they're kind of uninspiring, again, like this team's played lately. Uh, yep. But it was it was uh, Seth Bednar who came up from, I, believe, I think it was Double A, Amarillo, which I did get the official, um, it's Amarillo, not Amarillo. Even though I wanted to be Amarillo, I talked to someone from Amarillo. and uh, When they got done like laughing, the they finally told you the right pronunciation. You were like, Amarillo, right? Yeah. And they were like, I'm like I, well, I was like, listen, <laughs> is it Amarillo or Amarillo? And he's like, it's Amarillo. And I was like, all right. And then I asked him if he'd been to a Sod Poodles game, and he said he had. Nice. Which I was like, great, because they've had, I mean, they have, they had something like 23 consecutive sellouts or something like that. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, the sod poodles are crushing it, and still not verified on Twitter for some bullshit reason, but um, but yeah, so the the the, the September calls for Seth Bednar bullpen arm, um, Seth Mejia Breen, Brianne, I haven't heard his name before, uh, third baseman, uh, Gerardo Reyes, we've seen kind of up and down this season, and Eric Yardley, um, another uh, uh, another uh, basically bullpen arm. Um, who was in AAA El Paso this season. Um, but, I mean, of these guys, like, Reyes is really, you know, kind of the only one that's really on our radar at all. Um, Bednar has... I mean, I was actually able to look at his numbers a bit, and he has had some some good minor league numbers in the, uh, out of the bullpen. Good good uh, K per nine numbers. Um, and uh, you know, overall decent, decent whip over uh, throughout uh, throughout most of his career. One one five whip this year with a thirteen point three K per nine and a four point seven eight strikeout to walk ratio um, in fifty eight innings. Uh, so that's pretty good. He was um, saving games for the Double A team uh, for a while. Also another Amarillo call up, but. Um, but yeah, so I mean, overall, I just it, it's it's um, I feel like again the bullpen arm is probably the most exciting thing here. Um, I I really haven't been able to watch anyone besides uh, Reyes because he was up earlier in the season. But I don't know. Overall, Joel, I was a little disappointed with these um, call up names. I know kind of it's because we're out of contention, so why you know call up some of those bigger names that we were hopeful for? But um, I don't know. What are your feelings on the September call ups? Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I mean, David Bednar sounds actually a lot more exciting now that you rattled off some of his minor league numbers. It's it's that's pretty cool. I mean, thir- did you say 13 plus mm-hmm. uh, Ks per yeah. nine? And then for uh, this almost- season, last season he was uh, 12.5. I thought it looked better, but it wasn't actually. No, no worries. I mean, 12.5 Ks per nine is still really really good. Um, and then almost five strikeouts t- uh, to walk uh, uh, ratio. Like that's. 
it's legit. If I didn't know what the name was, I'd, I'd still be excited about that player. He just doesn't have a, doesn't have that, uh, what's the word? Doesn't have the brand name yet, right? Doesn't have that name True. recognition quite yet. But I, I think he, uh, I think he might make a name for himself. He might actually fall into the good category rather than the ugly. Yeah. Um, so he'd be twenty five next month. So still relatively young, you know. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I, no I'm less. not even to say relatively. He's young. Damn it. <laughs> yes, twenty four is young. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so i mean uh, i don't know so not not the sexiest of names coming out uh for the september call-ups um, oh, it does have the word bed in it does, it does have the word bed <laughs> that's a good point i'm gonna have to re- rethink my position on that um <laughs> but I, I don't know i think there's potential for some surprises which is kind of cool so i mean we all know who like the, the top prospects are uh, we've got our you know our patinos and our mackenzie gores and um Oh crap! Munoz is already is already up, but um, you know we we all kind of got that that short list in our minds. So to see some of these newer names, some of these guys might um, surprise us with their their performances. Now I sound froggy. Now I'll take a sip of water too. Um, but yeah, so I I don't know. I, I guess I'm hopeful. I'm always hopeful when you have call ups, right? Whenever you get bring people up from the farm because you don't know you don't know how they're going to shake out. So it's hard not to be a little bit optimistic, even in this sort of bland stage of the season we're in right now. Um, it'd be cool to see some of the the bigger names, but I think we'll see those guys in the spring. Um, look at spring training invites, and that'll, that's going to be how they're going to do it. Uh, what I think is more disappointing, um, and it's, it's a little off topic, right? But um, I think back to, gosh, it must have been five years ago, 2014, when um, A.J. Preller called uh, all the season ticket holders this, this special meeting at Petco Park where he talked about the master plan for making this Padres team a contender by 2019. And here we are in 2019, and there's 64 wins on the table. Uh, there were 66 wins for the 2018 season. Um, in all likelihood, they'll eclipse that mark and get ahead of the 66 wins. There's still a good chunk of September left. But the fact that we're this late into the season and we're still behind that high water mark from last year, quote-unquote high water mark, it's hard to call it high when it's 66. But my goodness, like that's... There's been a lot of goalpost moving going on um, since that meeting, so I, I've kind of kept that in the back of my head when when uh, AJ Preller and company came out and confidently stated, "By 2019, we're going to contend for a World Series. That's our goal." Like, that kind of sucks, you know. That, I think that contributes to sort of the feelings of apathy that I'm experiencing right now, as well as like, man, like I know I know things move and things slip out to the to the right in terms of schedule for for players coming up, but. Yeah, this this is a bummer. It was supposed to be now. You talked about this five years ago. That should have been enough time to to make something happen. I don't expect a World Series after five years, um, but to be worse, I think at the time we were still a mid seventies win team year in year out. Um, to get worse now at the mark where we said this was going to start to turn around is is very bitterly disappointing. Um, but to avoid, you know pulling us back into the disappointment and, and bad feelings. Uh, again, I'm super optimistic about uh, some of these guys coming up from September, even if they don't have the uh, the instant name recognition of some of the others that we've been uh, accustomed to. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, at least, you know, new names, just something different to see at the very least uh, can be a reason to, a reason to tune in. Um, gosh, yeah, I'm like looking at the standings. I'm really frustrated that the Giants are are like three and a half games better than us. Um, we are now 12 games back in the wild card. So, you know, probably not going to make it. 
Yeah. Um, all right, same run differential as the Giants. We're, like, roughly the same as bad as the Giants, but, like, I feel like, again, they weren't really... I don't know, maybe they were trying to be good, you know. Well, at least we're not the Rockies. Old school. Yeah, <laughs> I really thought... I mean, my... My uh, my preseason prediction that the Rockies would be fighting for the division and the Diamondbacks would be in the cellar was very, very wrong. Uh, it was literally the opposite of that. I really expected more from the Rockies. Really yeah. disappointed me. Yeah, that's a head-scratcher, how they plummeted <laughs> so far, because they were a playoff contender last season. And yeah. They're, they've got 60 wins so far, so that's... Uh, it's pretty weak NL West, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty ugly. I'm looking three teams at that haven't hit seventy um, wins yet. Oof. I mean, we're no AL Central, but true. Wow. Yeah. God, the <laughs> AL Central is just so bad. Um, we would be third in the Central. Oh my God! Really? Not that that's anything to you know. It's only up one, but but yeah, we'd be third <laughs> by Whoa. like. By like six games, I want to say. Wait. Yeah, I don't know. Something. But, um, but yeah, that's just... Eh. It's, it is um, it is kind of a bummer, too, that it, that this swoon is coming right at the end because I feel like that's the, that's the last thing. That's like the taste we're going to have going into the offseason. It's just like it was just kind of a, a wet fart to end the season. So. <laughs> right not fun but i don't know we'll see winter meetings are coming it'll give us a reason to get excited again and hot stove um, hot stove yeah so i don't know we'll uh we'll see how the rest of the season plays out i'll, I'll try and watch I'll, I'm, I'm just gonna watch all of cal quantrell's remaining starts talk That'll about bright give me spots a reason to yeah. watch yeah i mean cal, he had, a, he had that rough start him up he had that rough start, and uh, it was looking pretty dicey, but he's turned it around. I mean, he's looking really good in terms of his uh, – I mean, his ERA is still inflated from those first few starts. but Yeah, um, and he had one recently that was just like – there was like a couple just – I think there was like an Arias error and a couple of things just kind of unraveled defensively, and then all of a sudden he had six runs in like two innings. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he's got 75 strikeouts and – uh in 90 innings pitch, he's got a 7.4 K per nine. It's not, and that's pretty consistent with his with his minor league numbers. Yeah, so that's 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 good news, right? Because obviously, major yeah. league hitting is a is a whole different ball game. Haha. <laughs> um, <laughs> another bright spot uh, in the starting rotation: Denelson Lamette's return has been excellent. I would say, uh, considering the injury he was coming off of and how long he had to rehab to get back, um, he's at a 3.95 ERA right now. He's only had 11 games, uh, 11 starts, uh, 57 innings picked, and he's had 74 strikeouts. Uh, so 11.7 Ks per nine. He's looking yeah. super sharp right now. So that's something to be excited about, I would say. Um, I, I, I hate to, I hesitate to speculate on Denelson Lamette because, I mean, with that injury history, who knows? But um, if he can keep up this kind of clip, I mean, he might be a number two guy, number three guy. Yeah, yeah, right. definitely, and and he looks, you know, just like his build, like he he's not like a slight guy, like he's like a pretty thick guy, um, yeah. and and you know he seems like built body wise to be able to throw like a decent amount of innings, which is, 
um, which is good. I'm. It seems like he definitely put on some muscle when he was rehabbing. So uh, that is, yeah. And I think next season too, he'll get a lot more of that control back that you kind of lack that first year back from Tommy John. Um, so yeah, that 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 should be. I, I look to hit for him to have a, a decent bounce back season uh, next year, assuming health, of course. But, but yeah, um, should we move into? fatherly advice we can do fatherly advice that's fine so for my fatherly advice for this week it was actually a a news article that i read recently um that um i guess there's been like this uh, they're calling like a health epidemic but with um vaping and Uh they're finding out that uh there's been like a lot of people that have been admitted to the hospital with a type of um pneumonia i think or Shoot, I want to get the, the information right, but but um, yeah, I believe it's like it's a like, it's like a type of pneumonia, and it's just rapidly like uh, kind of like attacking the lungs, basically. Oh no! Um, and so it's like young people, like twenties to forties, have been like all of a sudden just like quickly coming down with something, and they have to you know go to the hospital, and um, and so they're still kind of trying to figure out how best to um kind of attack it but it's like it's been like like people have like died from this and like um like out of nowhere like basically like totally healthy people um and so they're still trying to figure everything out on it um i know they've i was reading yesterday they were thinking it might be um there were some lab results were finding high levels of vitamin e acetate which is like once they put it into like that um like a liquid form basically uh i feel like i'm bad at the science explanation part but you get what i'm talking about yeah I think I'm um so they were finding high levels of that in it and and so they're trying to look into that because they don't know if it if like you can put that on your body but they don't know if you could like inhale it into your lungs and still have it be okay um so they're still doing all this research and um i guess a lot of them was was like the um people buying them from just like unauthorized dealers i i feel like i sound like such a dad being like they're buying it off the streets and it's killing them but like literally people are buying it off the streets and it's killing them um it's 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 kind of wild so my fatherly advice is uh, maybe just don't vape for a while um (laughs) you know go back to um uh i i don't want to say you know if if you um if you vape go back to cigarettes or anything like that but like maybe you know roll your own like buy some you know find like the the uh, i this uh, my ignorance in in cigarettes is coming out here but like if there's a healthy brand of tobacco you know find that and like you know roll your own or something um you know probably good to to get that little routine in there it'll make you appreciate it more but but more than anything you won't get um you know something wild in your lungs that uh that will you know possibly kill you so they yeah they found it in e-cig ones and in um like marijuana vape cartridges as well so it's like both kinds i guess it's like some kind of additive that they're adding to it um so they're still they're learning more about it but yeah it's like it just started happening honestly like the last um the last couple months which is pretty wild um some lawsuits on the horizon i would imagine yeah that's what i'm thinking as well it's um it's pretty wild there's just like a just a wild lack of um like any kind of rules or regulations or requirements on 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 that so i'm sure it's coming soon it's just kind of one of those things i think you know technology moving faster than uh than the than the legislature and the government which is 
pretty much on par with life. Uh, so that is my fatherly advice. Um, you know, maybe just roll your own for a while. Nice. I think maybe that'll be it, but yeah. Um, you go, if it's like, I know a lot of people try to use it to uh, uh, quit smoking, right? So they do like the just the cartridges with no nicotine in them just because they have that oral fixation. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, if you're at that point, uh, I don't know. Um, eat celery, something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Eh. Like, I'm not sure. Yeah, let's get tobacco in it. Nicotine patches. But, like, I, I, I guess maybe my understanding of it is wrong. But, like, from, at that point, it's like you, you don't even need the nicotine anymore. You just need that, like, that sort of, that same, it's like a placebo almost. So, I don't know. That's a little tougher. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I would definitely avoid that as well. Um, I, I don't vape personally, but yeah, that's some scary stuff coming out that um, you'd think they would have researched ahead of time before, but I don't know, man, business is business. Um, dang. So my fatherly advice um, is to be, uh, I've made a lot of video game recommendations over this, uh, the course of this podcast, and I'm going to make another one. Uh, it, but it's, it's one you might not be expecting. Uh, be a patient gamer. This is especially easy to do if you have kids. Um, as your backlog of video games grows, um, you don't have time to really play through all the games you would like to. Uh, and that's a, a wonderful opportunity, especially for single-player type games. Just wait for a couple of years. So uh, I just bought uh, The Witcher 3. Uh, it was the Game of the Year edition, so it had all the DLCs included with it, uh, which I think there were like three of them. Um, and I got it on the, it was the PS4 summer sale. I got it for 15 bucks rather than 60, right? So, um, damn. Yeah, it's, it, I'm pretty stoked. So, uh, I think, cause I mean, to have all that, it probably would have cost like, uh, with the DLCs and everything, it probably would have been about 100 bucks. So, um, be patient. Give it like a year or two. I spe- like I said, especially with single player games, this works really well. Um, if you're the kind of gamer who likes to, uh, I hate that I just used the word gamer, but if you like to play games where you're doing like first-person shooters and you play online, obviously that's not really going to work because then you're just setting yourself back if you don't buy it day one, <laughs> which kind of has made me avoid first-person shooters as well. Same. But, um, unless they have a good single-player mode. But yeah, I mean, just wait, man. They're going to get cheap. Um, Doom, which is supposed to be a fantastic game right now that was remade in 2016, you can get it for 20 bucks right now. You can scoop it up at Target. I don't know. I haven't checked online for it, but... Um, yeah, there's a whole subreddit dedicated to uh, patient gaming, um, and I strongly recommend it. It's 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 pretty awesome. The tough part though is uh, y- your backlog just gets bigger and bigger if you're buying some of those older games that are cheap, and then you got to find time to, oh, to yeah. work through them. I don't know when I'm ever actually going to play The Witcher, but um, I'll play it someday. <laughs> but that's my recommendation, my fatherly advice for this week. I like that. Yeah, I I uh, I have a hard time spending full price on games anymore i'm like oh it's just it's hard that's that's a lot when you think about it yeah you have all that like disposable income when you're like a you know in your college years and oh yeah and and honestly in the grand scheme of things you don't have all that much but it feels like you have more because you don't have you're not spending on a lot of bills as you know as we all do now as we're yeah uh, it's further along in our in our life's journey if you will. But yeah, $60, man. <laughs> I think about what I can get with that money and it's like, dude, I don't want to buy any game for $60. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't justify this. <laughs> and there's been so many times where people will want to rush out and buy a game day one. And it's like a triple A title. 
right? But it turns out that the studio or the distributor is, you know, a shitty corporation that's going to make the game mm -hmm. shitty and rush it out before it's ready. And people get burned on that over and over and over. Oh, yeah. Just like sit back and wait. Yeah. And you can get a deal. Yep. Uh, it's. It's uh, and if people waited, I, I think maybe hopefully games wouldn't get rushed as as much. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> just be like, no, we want to wait till it's good. Yeah, that's yeah. True. Good, can... good fatherly <laughs> advice. Cause a revolution. Like so, so our our uh, our fatherly advice for this week is uh, roll your own when it comes to uh, cigarettes, and hey, maybe even you know marijuana, uh, and uh, be a patient gamer. Uh, wait, wait for those games. Wait for those deals. Be a deal finder. Um, That's right. So yeah, yeah. Do those things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to, uh, if you'd like to contact us, get a hold of us. Um, of course, you can always email us. Uh, dads talking dads at gmail .com. We are on Twitter at dads talking dads. Uh, those are really the main two places and of course um if you like the show uh please subscribe tell other people that you know uh to give a listen and uh, subscribe of course you can rate and review and you can find us on all of those podcast directories um but yeah that's about it for this episode of dad's talking dads uh, i'm johnny Joel. I'm Joel. <laughs> Was that too quick? Sorry, uh, the the feed the feed on the iPad cut out real bad, so I had a feeling you said it, but I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was like, is he there. playing a game? Oh man. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's us. Thanks for listening. We'll be back sometime if we feel like it with more Padres talk. Go Padres! <laughs> Go Padres. <laughs>